Hello there, Star Wars Sessions listeners, fans, and sickheads alike. You're listening to probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. We say probably because, you know, we're not 100% sure, but we're like kind of, sh- we're kind of, it's kind of, it's a very British thing, I suppose, isn't it, Matt? Like, it's one of those. Yeah, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars yeah. podcast. We, we don't want to commit. Yeah. And, and we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to our show and we hope you enjoy the episode but we've got like a little message to just tell you before then yeah we're we are extremely proud of every episode that we've created but we wanted to say that these initial episodes see us kind of finding our feet and our voice in the podcasting community and listen the content is fire the content is great but the quality of the audio and the show structure can probably be best described as a work in progress. Yes, absolutely. We would always recommend listening to our most recent episodes first, and that's where you're going to get all the spicy news and everything. But mm. before you d- d- dive in, dive in anyway, because it's good. It's a great catalogue. The sound quality is it's, it's a bit different, but I don't know. Just, just do what you want. We're just letting you know there's a lot of flavour to this session spice train. <laughs> and... And we hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy it. I mean, this intro enough. I mean, this intro alone will probably give you enough <laughs> to to know yeah. what we're about. But there we go. We love Star Wars, and we hope you enjoy hearing us also love Star Wars. With all that, we hope you enjoy the episode, and may, may the, the force, force be with you. Morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to this prequel trilogy special edition of Star Wars Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, and this is the regular show where we get together and just talk anything Star Wars. For this episode, we're talking The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and of course, Revenge of the Sith. And the next two episodes will cover the original trilogy and the sequels and standalones. So, in case you're wondering who this we I'm talking about is, Far from being a scruffy-looking nerf herder, this man is a connoisseur behind the camera and a grandmaster in every other aspect of life. He is Master <laughs> Bly Walker. Luke Bly, how on earth are you doing? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm glad I had to pause then for breath, so <laughs> introduction worked. <laughs> mate, that was, a, that was a brilliant introduction. I'm impressed. We got there in I the end. Know. Yeah, we got there. We got there. <laughs> well, I first met Luke on a Star Wars Metris board. Because uh, that's what the yep. cool cats do around here. Yeah. Found out that he worked about five minute walk from where I do here in <laughs> lovely Essex. Yep. Since then, over a couple of cups of coffee and a few hours of shooting the Galactic Breeze, he's my go-to man for Star Wars <laughs> chat and speculation. So I'm uh, dead excited to be doing this with him. Oh man, it's it's absolutely an honour to be here. I, I can't wait to talk some wars. Then this man knows his stuff and can talk the wars. I tell you. Oh, mate, yeah, I can talk anyway in general. <laughs> Feel free to just shut shut me up whenever you want. No, you you go on as much as you want. So, nice without any further ado, because we're here for one reason, and that is what we all love, and if you don't love it, please stick around anyway. It's Star Wars. So, after 16 years away from the big screen, Star Wars returned in 1999 uh, amidst yep. fever pitch hyper anticipation. The movie that brought it all back was The Phantom Menace. 
Now this is pod racing. Always two there are. A master and an apprentice. Hello, boys. Roger, Roger. There's always a bigger fish. I will sign no treaty, Senator. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. I ever see you again? You said people gonna die? I think we're going to have to accept Federation control for the time being. The DeGlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. I don't care what universe you're from, that's gotta They will never get me onto one of those dreadful starships. You will be a Jedi. I promise. Are you an angel? What? Oh, moi, moi, I love you! You almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I move for a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum's leadership. Oh! Cool! Your slave? I'm a person and my name is Anakin. This is my apprentice, Darth Maul. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. You believe it's this boy? I have a bad feeling about this. And you, young Skywalker. We will watch your career with great interest. Wow. It's fair to say that I think the prequel trilogy is our Star Wars. Yeah. I'd seen the OT when I was about five or six years old, but cinematically these movies took both of us back to the galaxy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up... um, Well, I was born in the mid-90s, so... For me, the prequels really was, you know, the introduction to a galaxy far, far away. I mean, I'd always, I mean, originally I was born and I grew up in Devon um, and I'd always come up to Essex. I live in Essex now, as you know, but um, I'd come up to Essex to my nan and granddad's house. Mm -hmm. And um, there I'd always see the original trilogy, you know, so I was always like aware of what Star Wars was. I I think it's kind of hard, even if you've never seen any, any of the films, you know what Star Wars is. You yes. know who Darth Vader is. You know who Luke Skywalker is. You know Princess Leia. You know, you know the soundbites. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so culturally relevant. It really is like our modern uh, mythology. Um, and and so everyone, like you said, everyone knew the Phantom Menace was going coming out, right? I mean, there was in it was in '99 it came out, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I would I would have only been uh, quite little then. And I remember the Phantom Menace. The, the biggest memory I actually have about that film is all the toys coming out. Yeah. I've never seen or wanted as many toys as when like the prequels came out. Honestly, and and just be, I, I was I was fixated by the whole lot. I mean, honestly, I can vividly remember um, playing out in the street with my friends, arguing. Uh, who who was Obi Wan? <laughs> Qui Gon? Who was going to be Darth Maul? And who was going to be Jar Jar Binks? You know, like it, it 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 was such a big deal. Who got the short straw and was Binks? I don't know. Some random, uh, some kid. Uh, <laughs> the last <laughs> one to turn up. I it wasn't me though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I was Qui Gon in the end. I mean, I wanted to be Obi Wan. Everyone wanted to be Obi Wan, but I, I ended up being Qui Gon. I think, but I was okay with that. I was okay. Nothing wrong with being Liam Neeson. I remember oh, Pizza Hut did a wicked promotion because I'm, a, I'm a, a few years older, so I was old enough to. I went with my parents to watch the Phantom Menace. I would have been about, I think about 13, I think I was. And I remember Pizza Hut did a cool promotion that you got a small pizza, which nowadays would probably be my breakfast, uh, and with it, you've got a um, 
one of these awesome Star Wars themed cups and these toys that came with it. So that's the thing I remember most, other than the movie. But I remember all the magazines when I used to go and get yes. the Beano or something. But I'd see all of the Star Wars magazines on the. It's everywhere. Uh, that that's my biggest. Yeah, that's what I remember from it. So, I suppose the first question is, in terms of a general question, before we delve into it, do you sure. like the film? Yeah, I love it. That was easy. I love. <laughs> I, I I love it. I, I hey, I I appreciate. I think I appreciate every single Star Wars film for what they are <laughs> and what they're not. You know, they're not perfect films. I don't believe there is a perfect film out there. No. But but it just still doesn't mean I can't love it. I mean, I look back now. Um, I mean, uh, my um, fiancé and I rewatched uh, the whole Star Wars uh, saga from start to finish. He's a lucky She'd girl. She'd never seen it before. She, oh, of course. <laughs> we, we rewatched it, and uh, we started with The Phantom Menace. And in retrospect, I really regret doing that. I really do. Because it's hard to compare the Phantom Menace to the original trilogy yeah. when I'm grown up, right? Um, still doesn't mean I don't love it. Still doesn't mean I can't sit there with my childhood friends, like my other um, mates who loved it as well, who reenacted it as well and, and watch it and absolutely adore it because there are bits in the Phantom Menace that are still amazing, like amazing. Um, and I think as well, compared to the other prequels, I really like again this is in retrospect right so this isn't when I was yeah. when I was little I didn't think any of this but I love the practical sets there's more um, than you think as well isn't there certainly in the Phantom Menace yeah 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 and I mean they're like um, just thinking like when they're walking around like Mos Eisley and stuff and all the palaces a lot of the palace uh, like Naboo stuff was shot in Italy yep um, I mean yeah it's, it's it is a gorgeous film there are little bits that I can kind of see where George was going with the film, right? And this is me again, speaking as adult, as an adult. Um, you can see where George is going, but I don't think it was quite executed right in all the, in all the places. But nevertheless, to answer the um, question, of course, I love it. It, it would be um, stupid for me not to say it because it was such a big part of my childhood and, and my life now. Yeah, we can't. I can't argue that. I had the. I fell into the same issue of showing my um, scintillating partner. We sat through and watched the at the time the six Star Wars film. This is before the Force Awakens, and yeah. I too started with the Phantom Menace. I went chronologically in terms of one to six, and I too regret that because she almost didn't want to watch um, part two because of she really didn't yeah. like part one. I do uh, like part one. I yeah. I think it's I think it's okay. Like you say, it's got it's got some fantastic moments in. Yeah. George himself admitted in the famous quote he may have gone a bit too far in some places yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah. you know he had, he had a vision um, for yes. the movie it wasn't all bad so rolling into it what were some of your best moments from The Phantom Menace uh, first it is what I've already mentioned is the fight it's beautiful between Obi-Wan Darth Maul Qui-Gon yep. oh my word that <laughs> that that fight is it take it does really maybe I'm biased but it takes me back to my childhood but I think even um, when I talked to my brother about this um, again I think I think he he was a lot older than me when when the Phantom Menace came out and um, I mean he even uh, mentions that that fight that that saber fight when that happened on the big screen that was that was special and yeah. something really really cool 
so that's definitely up there. Other than that, I loved the pod racing. I, I, I mean, mate, I know I'm probably in a minority, but I really like the pod racing and stuff. And just seeing old Obi Wan, uh, no, young Obi Wan, young Obi Wan, young Obi. That's it's it. just um, yeah, not old Obi. But <laughs> seeing look, before before that, you you Obi Wan is like this wizard guy in the original trilogy. You don't know much about, and seeing a young version of that. I mean, I think from an early age. This taught me that stories can, like, one big story doesn't have to be chronological. You can always, like, go back and look at different bits and stuff like that. That always, uh, it sounds silly saying it now, but it really did blow my mind. It was was awesome. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that, Jill. A lot of people famously say how it's all very choreographed and it's like a dance or a ballet but that uh, battle of the fates duel was so well choreographed it never felt like it was over the top yeah and I thought it was quite a bold move for them to basically kill off a spoiler alert for a 20 year old film but to kill off Cry Bon Jin (laughs) you know he had to go eventually but you know to kill him off like that the pod race yeah it may have been a minute or two too long but it looked great then it still does now the sound is awesome Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it opened up. It also opened up Tatooine as well because we'd only ever seen the old homestead, and now we've yes. seen obviously wherever it, what the Boonter Classic, I think it's called. But you get yes, to see more it. of that. There was also a duel with Maul and Qui Gon on, on Tatooine. Just to say, yeah, leaving is. that was pretty, pretty br- brutal in terms. Of that was less choreographed. Yeah, Maul only like uses one side of his double edged lightsaber in that, doesn't he? Yeah, that's, no, that's really that cool. for the end. Um, and I'm, I'm, and as, as as like a sucker, I love design. I really, really like design in all um, parts of life. Um, and you, you can see again that like the rationale behind um, the prequels was that it was a wealthier time. Yeah. Um, more civilized. And, and time. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A more civilized, um, wealthier time. And you see that even in the ship. I, I forget what it's called. But it's like this. It's it takes um, everyone around the the planets in the Phantom Menace, uh, and it's really shiny. Oh, is that the Naboo Starfighter? Yeah, uh, no, the one where everyone's in it. It's like it's like all. Oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But either, either way, that ship is stunning. And even as a kid, I was like, I want one of those when I grow up. <laughs> Did you get one? No. <laughs> Dark outside your flat. No, not, not yet. This <laughs> doesn't know yet, but we're, we're going to get one. <laughs> you just—if he's not—if she isn't listening, just go and get it now, quick. Yeah, yeah. Quick, <laughs> quick look on eBay. Yeah, Buy Mc- it now. Done. <laughs> Ian McDermott as Palpatine. How can we forget him? I think this is going to oh. cover all three movies, but I think he's brilliant here. When he first appears in his hologram form with his hood up, and he's just seething with menace, and then you see him in public, all charming and very smarmy. I think Ian yeah. McDermott would have so much in this. Obviously, as we go on, we'll get more into him. But he yeah, was great in this film. It was, it was fantastic, and and I'll tell you a secret. Go on. Um, when I was little, I had no idea that that was the Emperor. Awesome. I, mean, I had z- I had zero idea until like one of the trailers came out for Revenge of the Sith, I think. And my brother was like, yeah, you know, that's, um, you know, that's the Emperor. I was like, what? No way. 
I was like, I, honestly, it blew my mind. I was <laughs> like, you are kidding me. Oh, man, yeah. So, honestly, it, it, again, as a child, these films have such a deep meaning and connection to my, uh, you know, I put a lot of my uh, creativity and uh, my imagination down to these films because it's it is like as George Lucas uh, would say, it, it's a massive sandbox um, to be explored, and it, and it's not just by like George, it's not just for George to explore or anything like that. Because um, as a kid, the prequel films probably gave me the most amount of fun. Um, than any other than any other films ever in terms of going out playing with my friends getting a like any sort of long stick and just like using it as a lightsaber mm. yeah <laughs> right honestly honestly that's the truth so, that's yeah. what it's all about though that's what he's always wanted it to be for kids and adults oh, yeah. obviously but that's what it's all about and there's so many people who um, this is going to be brought up any second now I'm sure but there are many people who have complaints about one particular character in the phantom menace but they all say that their kids love this one character and i'm yet to experience that with my uh, wonderful daughter but i can't wait for her to one day watch it and laugh at that guy i'm sure we know who we mean oh we're talking about jar jar aren't we yes well let's Let's, go into this what's uh, would he appear in your worst moments of the film yeah let's crack on with that then (laughs) worst moments yes Jar Jar would absolutely be part of that because, <laughs> oh man, he's just so badly written. I don't even think I found him funny when I was little. I didn't. I didn't find him funny when I was a teenager. I didn't find him funny like, and I, and I still don't find him funny. He's just stupid. He's just lazy writing. Uh, and listen, I'm really biased. You know that. You're really biased too. Mm-hmm. And because we love we love Star Wars, we love this story. But honestly, what what were what was George thinking? We're not like so that? close-minded to not be able to pick at the flaws, and that is a major right. flaw. It, it is, it is, and yeah, it, I mean, it's a good laugh now. I mean, even um, I, I even think like Lucasfilm and and the Star Wars uh, company realize that Jar Jar is kind of like a, 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 a bit of a joke. I mean, you even see that like on the midweek Star Wars show that they post on their YouTube <laughs> channel. Every Wednesday. They kind of, yeah, right. There we go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. He's not my favorite. He's just not funny. Exactly. I don't mind the idea of the character, but he's so over the top and too, and too stupid. I think he's, he's pandering to the tiniest and tiniest of kids. At the end of the film, when they have the big Gungan and Joyd battle, that would have been so much better without him flailing around and doing his silly antics. And obviously, his voice is yeah. ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, it was too much. If they toned it down a little bit, like... Oh, I don't know. And some... Oh, it's so, so much emotion, but so little words to, to explain Jar Jar Binks. The thing is... It's a sigh. Is, is that, yeah, it's just... There are parts where Jar Jar's like just talking and, and being stupid and stuff. And, and you've got like Qui-Gon there, who's the complete <laughs> contrast, right? He's so serious. Uh, but it doesn't work. It's just, you can tell. It, I, I don't know. I feel like every scene Jar Jar would be in, it would kind of like make everyone else look a bit wooden because no one's react to it, oh, reacting did. to him properly because, I mean, how are you meant to react to that sort of character? Just, I don't know. 
it takes, especially now I'm older, it takes you out the story a little bit. And it makes, I'm, I'm going to use this word, it's cringy. Oh, is that the first use of it? There we go. It is, it is so. I mean, we're talking about the prequels today, aren't we? We certainly are. Yeah, I'm going to use that word again, okay? So. Um, I, I've got an idea where it's going to be used, but I'm going to save that so everybody who's <laughs> listening can start okay. the drum roll now. But okay, okay. Uh, there's nothing more I can add about Jar Jar, but one of, my, one of the things I also dislike about the film, if I read off some quotes off the top of my head, can you, do you know who I'm talking about? If I say, yippee, now this is pod uh, racing, and this dap was tense. I, yeah, and oh, I know a trick. We'll try spinning. That's it. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Young Anakin. Yes, yeah, right. Anakin. And it's a shame because Jack you... Lloyd's hair, hair is so perfectly groomed. But I, he's, I feel sorry for him as a, because he, you know, the hate he got as a 10 year old boy ridiculous. is quite frankly disgusting. But no, no, it, it's no not one... his fault. No, 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 no. You're, you're completely right. You are completely right. No one should um, ever deserve to go through that sort of thing just for doing their job or 10 years old or 40 years old exactly yeah yeah and and on top of that he still did a really good job like he he like you said he was just doing what he was told to do yes yeah um but yeah jake lloyd um i still think all in all he he was really good um and again as a kiddie i really almost like related to him i Mm -hmm. felt like when i was in when i was on my um bike like riding along along the street or something, I'd feel like I was like little Anakin in one of those Naboo Starfighters, you know, and that's really cool. That is really cool. But I am of the opinion that the young Anakin should have probably been like maybe a few years younger than what Luke was in a new yeah, yeah. So, so he, he was in the film, yeah. Teenager. Yeah. Kind of like um, Edra, Ezra Bridge. Yeah, yeah. That's in, a good idea. In Star Wars, it was like, around like 12 or so maybe 13 14 that that would have been like a lot better i mean i don't know what his like canon age is meant to do meant to be but they always change them i think i don't think they've ever revealed it well i think he's about, I think he's about uh, 60 by return of the jedi or 40 i can't remember what. right right so yeah but, but either way I, I do really think um there wasn't enough emotion for you to care much about him yeah like other than this is the chosen one he was created by um, the Chlorians. Oh right, or, that's, that's or whoever that, the that's fourth. Three. That's that's number three of my do not like list. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the dialogue didn't help him out. And if, um, consider some of the some of the actors who are in all three prequel films are high class, and they were made. I mean, Natalie Portman was an Oscar winner, and she and she almost lost gave up acting because of the dialogue and some of the stuff she went through. So for Jake Lloyd, to, he he read the dialogue as best as he could. Um, same as other people who we'll get to later on. So to lay the blame solely at his door is it, it's it's unfair. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. And he didn't know what midichlorians were, but now you do. So far away. Oh man, midichlorians! <laughs> like they took away, I think the magic and the mystery. You know, right in Empire Strikes Back. You know, you have the speech about from Yoda about the force the luminous beings. Um, yeah and you learn about it um from obi-wan in a new hope um and then in episode one it's just this science you know it's just stripped down to it's this a blood like, test. really basic science to yeah to a blood test and i would like to think though i you know everything's up to in, in interpretation right i feel 
I have this theory that, you know, like the Jedi kind of were meant to be kind of uh, technically, technically speaking, they were at their best around the time of the yeah. Phantom Menace. But then spiritually, they were at their poorest, mm-hmm. right? That's how I interpret, interpret it because, um, you know, this dude, Sheev Palpatine, could just, like, walk in, manipulate them and take over the whole <laughs> galaxy, right? Um, and I do feel that and again this has never been like confirmed or anything but i really do feel um that the midichlorians and stuff kind of represent the jedi taking the force out of context like trying to put a mathematical number on it just kind of ruins the idea behind it the actual true um spiritual meaning behind the the force that's how i interpret it anyway looking back you could definitely soften the blow by saying that um and oh for sure it's a it's a very good uh, interpretation of it because um yeah because like, if that ain't it then it's just stupid <laughs> yeah if it's not it then you've all then if, if some people have got more little whatever they are floating around in your blood and that's how they worked that's how they found the chosen one i would have just i would have preferred i think if they essentially just sensed him or or they were drawn to the planet for a reason other than a busted ship and something yeah. drew them to that planet and yeah. ended up being the boy because you know, we don't know anything about him. They never did say where he was from. They just said he was sold into slavery yeah, and bought to Tatooine at age two. So nobody knows who he was or where he was from. No. We don't officially know who his father is. So there's many uh, things Plagueis. leading to... Yeah, many people think Plagueis and Palpatine almost says that. But Midi- I, wasn't, I didn't like the idea of it. And I'm not surprised that the new regime over there at Locusfilm Disney have not mentioned it one bit. And no, to be honest, no, I can't see it being mentioned at all. No, they'll stay away from it. They'll stay away from it. So they should. Also, at the end, when um, Anakin destroys the Trade Federation ship, can you imagine being so untrained in the Force and being able to do that? Imagine if somebody like a a new female lead would did that. Oh, man, right? I know, (laughs) right? Wow, hey. Oh, my word. This is my biggest argument when people are, oh, Ray, Ray is this than that or something. It's like, what you would... It's it's only what Luke did in A New Hope, exactly. and it's only what Anakin did, which is the most unreasonable yeah. of them all. And if anything, Ray is the most too. reasonable. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, it's still part of the story as a whole. So, it, you know, just I'll, I'll allow it. Good. Well, Luke's going to allow that end bit because that's just what they do in Star Wars. So for The Phantom Menace... <laughs> What, is, there anything, is there anything you changed with the Phantom Menace other than obviously Jar Jar and some of Anakin's lines and age? Or, is it, or does it mean that much that you like? There's this one, this is really geeky, and it's not actually to do with the film, because I wouldn't change any of the films really, mm-hmm. um, I've, especially like the prequels or the originals. I don't feel like I can change them but just because it's been too, like, it's been such a long time since I've been there. It is what it is. But. Yeah. There's, this isn't to do with the film, but this this is showing how geeky I am. But um, <laughs> when I was little, I actually had a episode one um, Mace Windu action figure, and he came with a blue lightsaber, blue? not a purple one. Yeah, it, the episode back. one, mate. I know, but I, I'm pretty sure I still got that in like my loft or something. But still, episode one Mace Windu action figure. Came with a blue lightsaber. That not is a purple cool. One. You're going to have people Boom. now hit, trying to hit you up to try and buy that off you. Now yeah. that you said you may yeah. still have it, unless I got like a fake one, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was real. So there <laughs> Mace, you go, Mace Wandu. That's what I'd change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I wouldn't change anything about it. I mean, like I say, what's the point? It's there. It's done. It would have been nice to see an older Anakin. It'd be nice to have Jar Jar not be so stupid. I don't mind him being in the film. It's just that he's just too clown-like, which is what yeah. he ended up being you know, I, in his future think, canon life. Yeah, I think this is why most people universally agree on this. I think. Yeah, and it's they are what they are. But I don't mind the Phantom Menace. It's not my favourite of the three, but again, that's coming. So moving on for the Phantom Menace. Three years later, in two thousand and two. The, the creator, George Lucas, delivered to us Attack of the Clones. This party's over. Clones can think creatively. You will find that they are immensely superior to droids. Then we decided to come and rescue you. Good job. I killed them. I killed them all. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. She can't do that. Shoot her, something what if I told you that the Republic was now under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith and who was the original host? A bounty hunter called Jango Fett. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. I love you. The dark side clouds everything. I hate them! I will create a grand army of the Republic. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Begun. The Clone War has. Oh, man loved Attack of the Clones when this came out. This film, I really, I, I vividly remember the experience of seeing this in the cinema. I was, was going to say, what were your excitement levels? Because obviously you're three years older now. Oh man, I was so excited just to see what happened. Like I saw so much um, promo for this. Like it's maybe it's an age thing. And also by this time I lived in the southeast of England, not in the West Country. I mean I lived yeah. in a really tiny village in the middle of Devon where there's like no people. And now suddenly I live in a town just outside of London. So maybe that's a big part of it. But I saw a lot more hype and a lot more promotional material behind yeah. um Attack of the Clans. I, I I'm well aware there was more for the Phantom Menace. Um, but in my head, from my experience, it was more for Attack of the Clones. So I remember um, I, I remember all the toys coming out. Again, I really liked all the toys and stuff. Um, but there's this one thing that I really, really remember was that I asked my mum and dad to get this newspaper because in this newspaper was this double-sided sheet of um like the geonosis battle arena with all, yeah, yeah. Of all their lightsabers like ignited and stuff and i remember seeing that and thinking whoa whoa what is going on here what what is happening and this uh, was at a time when i guess spoilers if you were weren't as no. controversial as they are now so they were openly sort of scenes yeah, of the film it, or moments of the film in in media for sure yeah like lucasfilm planted that there on purpose like yeah it, it, you wouldn't it, get it nowadays but no no it, it was it was um really really cool and i think um when did it come out it came out in like may right yeah they all came out in may yeah 
Um, I remember I was at, I was actually in um, France on a family holiday. I think when Attack of the Clones came out, and I remember seeing posters in French for um, Attack of the Clones, and I still to this day clearly remember seeing Obi Wan's face. I recognised Obi Wan's face, and I kept saying to my dad, "Dad, Dad, Dad, can we just can we go see the film like now?" <laughs> he was like, "Luke, we're in France. It's going to be in French. You're not going to understand any of it." I was like, "Ah, oh, Dad, come on, well, we can still watch it." But no, we had to wait a couple of days, get back to England, then watch it, and I was blown away. I really was. I guess it'd be Attacker des Clones in, oh, fr- yeah. in French. Yeah, my bad French. Oh yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna attempt to say what it is. But. Uh, sorry for offending the entire French nation with my <laughs> pronunciation. We do there, love you. Yeah, we still do. I don't remember much of the hype for the for Attack of the Clones, which is strange. Again, I remember the magazines and I remember the the images, but I think it's because the Phantom Menace was just a a freak occurrence, which once again happened in 2015, but. Yeah. I don't. The hype wasn't as big. I don't know if it's because of some of the reactions to the Phantom Menace, but I don't remember yeah, as much. Think, there, the Pizza Hut thing was still there. I went to get my pizza in my cup. Yeah, yeah. I think um, one of one of my colleagues um, com- like says the same thing. He hated the Phantom Menace, and he's he's a big Star Wars fan. He went and saw the Phantom Menace, and um, he hated it, and so he didn't see Attack of the Clones and he wasn't bothered about it and then he went and saw uh, Revenge of the Sith and fell back in love but I do I really think the Phantom Menace did hurt it like uh, the franchise as a whole and and uh, Attack of the Clones and and the hype machine and so on and so forth Um, but I think as well yeah I, I, I still think in my eyes, it was still an amazing experience, and I loved it. I didn't care what like people's reactions were. I didn't. I didn't read any critics' reviews. I just saw it for what it was. I wasn't tainted um, by any opinions or anything. I, I just really liked Attack of the Clones. I can remember that as well. I, I agree with that because again, I wasn't much older, but I I remember not really searching out the reviews of the films. I've always liked reviews of movies, hence why I do a show about it, but. I didn't really bother with the reviews for these films because I, if I had, God knows what I would have thought, but I went into it with my open mind and even to this day I still have my own thoughts on this film. Yeah. In terms of that, again, we'll do this, we're going to do this for every film, by the way, guys, in the whole saga, but we're going to go through best and worst moments because that's, that's what you should, that's what we're here for. So, Attack of the Clones, first off for you, Luke, best moments in okay. the film. Yeah, um, this is going to be uh, Django Fett. I loved Django Fett. Again, it really confused me that <laughs> it was like Boba, then Django, the, the armor was different and stuff. Um, What's then, the relation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you, you obviously later on you learn like it's, it's father and son and stuff. Again, I'm speaking from like a, a child's perspective and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Django Fett was so cool. He was, he so, was cool. so like brilliant. Um, and seeing Slave One as well, like the ship. Yeah. Oh, so good. And those, this is a really tiny, geeky, Star Warsy detail. But when Slave uh, One is like flying through the asteroid belt, um, the Geonosis asteroid belt, I think, um, and Obi-Wan's chasing him, um, Django um, like releases these bombs or something, like these yes. detonators into that. And they make, I swear, this is like the best sound ever. The it's silence like, and then. Yeah. Oh my word! 
so I can't think what they're called now and this is a uh, I'm losing geek points for this but it will come to me in a minute but I can't remember what they're called yeah, um, but I know exactly great. what you mean yeah there we go so that that is so good I love that again that's a really tiny geeky detail but Django was awesome um, another moment seismic charges yeah oh that's it that's, that's it. it that's it that's geek it geek points are back so good so good and um, his hand to hand fight with Obi-Wan in the rain as well awesome Loved on it. Camino. I loved it. And I loved so this takes me through to my second one, like mentioning Camino and stuff. I loved seeing all the clones. I know that's I I, I feel like the the, the attack of the clones, again, I guess we'll talk about this more afterwards. It failed in in some um ways and in a lot of ways really. Um but I felt like in my head as as a little kid and now even it expanded the story a bit more oh massively it, it really did and although it was long and it was dragged out in some places um seeing those clones for the first time you know seeing the republic um effectively turn into like a political game of chess um <laughs> awesome i loved it really really loved it I liked all of that on Camino. Detective Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that whole scene. And I loved, oh man, I I even love like the beginning of that. Like it, it begins as like a mystery, doesn't it? With that car chase and stuff in Coruscant and stuff. And I love when they go into that bar and he's like, oh, you want to buy some dev sticks? <laughs> yeah. You want to go home and rethink your life? <laughs> you want, no, he wants to go home. Oh, mate, it's so good. And and there's a, <laughs> there's, that guy's name is called something. It's like something Sleazebagio. Like George. Elan Sleazebagano. Oh, Matt, you are such a geek. Cringe. That's why I love you. You know it. <laughs> so good, though. That's so George. Like, it's, it's great. It's great. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really liked Attack of the Clones. Again, as a little kid, I think you sit through rose-tinted glasses. Um, but yeah, and, and I actually, um, despite popular opinion, um, I do, I loved Anakin. I really liked Anakin Skywalker. Don't get me wrong, there were some really cringy, second use of that word, uh, moments, <laughs> especially with Anakin in this film. Yeah, I think he's got the Jake Lloyd problem where Hayden Christensen, I've seen enough of his films uh, and that to know that he's not a bad actor. Yeah. But if you're fed such bad dialogue, yeah. you're going to look, it's going to make you look bad and you can only do so much and George Lucas is famously not an actor's director. He doesn't prompt the actors into their best performance. He kind of picks and chooses which bits he likes and digitally stitches them together and the whole faster, more intense idea so he's yeah I, I, I thought he was okay in this film Hayden yeah. Christensen as Anakin yeah more to that later but he does suffer from what he was given oh. what I did like about him though was on Tatooine when he this is going to make me sound like a psycho but when he slaughtered the Tusken Raiders oh yeah that's so well done it's like the, really the screeching well done. scores it's like the really score well is mad and then how his you can see his head when he's obviously holding his mother as she dies in his arms, which is quite dark. Oh, man, that's a powerful bit. Yeah, yeah, especially... For and you like hear Qui-Gon shout Anakin, I think, or no, through the Force. Yeah. And then when he's explaining to Padme later, you can hear the Vader theme playing in the background and... So good. People call him whiny, but he's like, what, he's, he's how old? 16, 17? Yeah. 
his mother's just died. He's just slaughtered oh, um, man. the three yeah. adults, and not just not just the men, but the women and children too. Yep. Uh, that's that's the start of the descent. The seed was planted then, and I really really like that bit. Yeah, I completely agree. And you, as well, like um, the the videography is stunning in that. I mean, I know um, most of Attack of the Clones. This is one of my negative bits. Um, is CGI and it's green yep. screen. But the lead up to that, I think when he's on that speeder and he's going across like the Tatooine plains and, and he ends up in this village, it's just, it feels familiar to everyone that feels familiar. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's familiar. And you're seeing, again, kind of like what you said about with episode one with the pod racing and stuff, the expanded Tatooine, this, this planet that seems to grow this, like this, the start of the Skywalker stories and stuff. You're just seeing that beautiful bit of cinema with the sun coming through and stuff the like that. The orange background. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a picture you frame, that is. It's lovely. It's 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 really nice. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I like that. Well, another thing I actually like about Attack of the Clones, it's got my... It's my favourite of all the soundtracks. I love um, yeah. the Yoda and the Younglings. It's probably one of my favourite pieces of music of any type of music is Across the Stars, which is the love theme which yeah. permeates the whole film yeah. and into the next film but it's such an evocative piece of music it's a right throwback to the old classic Hollywood movies but yeah. it's a stunning piece of sort of yearning I'm getting a weepy now yearning romantic music yeah and I absolutely love it whether or not the romance in the film was executed well oh. that soundtrack was <laughs> Yeah, no. But, I, but the marriage at the end looks good. Lake Como looks oh, stunning. Man, yeah, Lake Como's always gorgeous. But, of course, and it's the big like, moment in Anakin's betrayal of the Jedi. No matter how hard he tried to say he wanted to stay on course. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's it's, just got married in secret. It's secrets. actually great. It's, it's actually great. I th- I, I'm a strong believer that the prequel trilogy is actually genius. It's great. It's just the execution. The execution yeah, definitely. was not. The story is fantastic. Fair. Yeah. Sure. If you sat down and read a, if you went through and read, I don't know, Wikipedia or the Wikipedia or whatever pages of all, all the films, without seeing them, you'd probably think well, this. These three films sound incredible. Yeah. Because if if you haven't visualised Jar Jar or Watto or or any of the other or the bad dialogue or whatnot or the CGI, yeah. some of the some of the CGI is terrible, but some of it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you yeah. just read, if you just read the screenplays. they're three solid stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, completely agree, completely agree. And what about Count Dooku versus Yoda? One of the probably the most one of the most famous parts of the whole saga, I'd say. Yeah, no, Yoda pulling is, out it, his saber. It, it is. It is one hundred percent. I think the, again, this is. I don't want to. I don't want to like bring this up every, with every prequel film, but I always no. see the prequels through rose tinted glasses, especially as a kid, um, because at the time you're just looking at that and you're thinking, "Oh, epic!" Yoda's like jumping yeah. and he's got small Flipping. like green lightsaber that's in proportion to him and stuff now i look at it and i, I really don't like it i really, really don't I, I yeah i don't enjoy it really i mean i watched attack of the clones um i think it was like autumn autumn last year was the last time i watched attack of the clones and i remember sitting there watching that and, and thinking this is too much like the same yoda um who's in empire and jedi and stuff i'm not sure if i buy it i'm not sure if i buy it as a kid it's irrelevant you you believe it it just um, looks cool it just looks really cool right but with someone of that i, I always just 
in my head, I always see Yoda is always a very, very strong and powerful force user, which he is. But I always thought that would be more of his like main weapon. I just feel like George with the technology that was available. Um, I always think George Lucas kind of just chose to, well, he, he would kind of have to thinking of, well, I couldn't do this in the seventies or the eighties. So mm-hmm. I can do it now. So I'll do it now, you know? Yep. And that's not always, that doesn't always mean uh, the best, um, story. And nowadays, especially in retrospect, it's, it doesn't always make for the best visuals. No, it's certainly fan service. It's what what the fans want, and like you say, I still get a uh, kick out of it nowadays. It's definitely over the top. I could have done without sure. many of the flips and the strange noises he, he lets out. Yeah. I don't mind it as a fight. Again, I I'm not the screenwriter, so I can't say uh, what they sure, should have done. Sure, sure, sure. I would have, uh, I would have uh, liked to have seen them if they weren't going to do that. You know, have the fight with Dooku, Anakin, and Obi Wan have more meaning rather than him just gets Anakin gets his arm cut off and then Yoda comes in out of nowhere to save the day. Yeah, they could have done it better for sure. Yeah, they they could have they could have done it a lot better. But I I did um, really enjoy um, Dooku beating Obi Wan and Anakin. I really enjoyed that bit. He made it look very easy as well. Yeah, he did. And and if if I had it my way, I would have actually just left it at that. And like mm-hmm. something maybe not Yoda. I don't think it always needs to be like another hero or another big character needs to come in and save day. It could have been something as simple as like a load of clone troopers were coming in. Um, Dooku like cuts down a few and then has to like leave because he's overwhelmed. You know, um, that's that's what I would have done. But that's why I'm not a director. Or <laughs> so that probably wouldn't have been as good or an, or anything. But. Nevertheless, that's that's my that's my thoughts on it. That's my feelings on it. We're talking about stuff. What? How we're not directors or screen artists, but we're still going to tear some films apart. Worst moments of Attack of the Clones, and as much as I do enjoy this film, my lordy, there is quite a few of them. So, oh man, Sad. I'm going to lead off with the romantic. Yes, you've beat me to it. Oh, the romantic man. dialogue was outrageously bad. I think the lead up to the scene where uh, Padme and Anakin are being led out to the. Uh, arena scene sorry the, the lead up is borderline creepy yeah when Anakin tra- borderline bad sorry when Anakin tries to seduce her by the fireplace he's the one sorry being incredibly creepy and lechery and of course the greatest line in all any film or any iteration is I don't like sand wow oh it, it's oh. such bad bad dialogue it's- I don't actually mind the meadow scene between them Apart from the strange sort of CGI animal surfing that yeah, Hayden Christensen's that, made to do, that was stupid. I liked. I much preferred um, seeing them like laugh and have fun. Yeah. Um, but then it would seem more like, natural. Yeah, out, and then like out of nowhere, it'd be like, "Let's be serious." And yes, you know, talk about sand. I know this. That's a good trick. I'll talk about <laughs> sand. That's that's what I feel like poor Annie's thinking in his head but I've heard such a good answer to that though which is he was a boy from a sand planet who probably never met a girl before or really spoke to women so maybe to him that was just a natural thing to say so when I think of it like that I suddenly think it's still rubbish but I emphasise with him a bit more or am I being too kind oh man I think you know earlier I said um, about the midichlorians thing I was justifying (laughs) it I think that's what we're doing, Matt. I think we're just justifying it. I I don't know. I mean, you could go Sound down. Line is you, awful. You could go down like so many things, and people do. 
That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, no, and what doesn't help is that we'll probably have a comic book or, or a book or something like that or a game that'll explain the details of this or something. Anakin but, Sand. Yeah, then probably. But, hey, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I can say on that apart from it's cringe, it's badly written, <laughs> and it's and it's just not good. And it, uh, and it, it doesn't sell to me. Like it, it, well, I, no. you know, it doesn't do it for me. It's so forced. I mean, I could, I could forced. I could see why they'd be attracted to each other. They're two attractive young people. Yeah, but sure. He's, but he's much younger, whinier, a murderer, and a creep. Yeah. And she's a noble senator and a former queen. But later on, she had a daughter, Leia, who also liked bad boys. So maybe there's something <laughs> to be said for that bloodline. Yeah. Okay. Again, yeah, I'm no, just trying okay. to find yeah, parallels yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, that's that's good. I like that. One. But the execution of both romances were chalk and cheese. Yeah, yeah, you could see what George was doing. You could see what George Lucas was doing. You um, could see it. <laughs> but still, it doesn't mean like again. We love Star Wars, but when I try to ex- if if I tried to explain this, um, someone who hadn't seen Star Wars. I would be tempted to say, listen, just don't watch one and two. I'll, I'll just tell you the gist of it. Um, obviously, Make it sound a bit better. Yeah, because, oh man, the thing is, you do sometimes, I, I, when I watch episodes one and two, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, like, just as well Star Wars is awesome, because you've got new <laughs> films, you films let it down. Um, no, I still love it. I still love it. And there, there are a lot of moments that make up for it. Yeah. It's, it's just that, like I, I meant, I said earlier, um, that last time I watched the attack of the clones was in autumn last year. We're recording this spring this year. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I maybe watch it once or twice a year, whereas all the others, including Sith, I watch more than once a year for sure. You know, way that's more. interesting. So what about the droid factory scene, just quickly as well, at the end, with C-3PO being, his head being put onto the uh, battle droids? Ah, uh, see, I only recently learned, I think, that this was added in. This was a late addition. It was a late addition, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know why they decided to add it in. <laughs> I just wish somebody really said, George, don't... please, no. Right? Like, I don't understand what, what was the benefit of that? Like, I, I, made... I think it's something to do with it. It was it was meant to make it more exciting, I think, or or, or something to do with the pacing. I think right. they thought there wasn't as much action as there needed to be, or enough sort of emotional intrigue or whatever. But it was horrible. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. No. Spawn. Horrible. Um. Ah. It was. It was. It was okay. It's not memorable. When when you even say what's your favourite bits or what's your most hated bits, hey, at least those bits stand out. That bit is just yeah. so grey and so I don't know, it's not world building. It's not that interesting. And it feels like it goes on forever. This is my biggest criticism with Attack of the Clones. It's way long. It's like the second longest Star Wars film now. Oh, it is Last now, yes. Jedi, right? It was the longest. And it it really doesn't need to be. It really, 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 really doesn't need to be that long. It was made to like to be too long, and I think yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, tonally, 
um, George Lucas and Lucasfilm were trying to maybe make a little bit more of a serious, grown, more grown-up film um, yep. after the Phantom Menace and after like Jar Jar and stuff. And he's not and, in and, it very much no, either. He's not, and even when he's in it, he's very serious. It, it's it's really obvious that he's kind of like a lot less funny, or uh, quote unquote <laughs> funny. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's 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 still I love it but it's hard to love. See, for me, it's probably my second favourite of the prequel movies. I've grown to appreciate it more. I think um, I put it, I place it above The Phantom Menace. Um, That It has got many flaws, and and every time I watch it, I always think it's going to get better with each time. And it never usually does, mainly Uh, because of some of the CGI. The dialogue is inexcusably bad. But there's there's something about it. I I think it's the, the... the good moments in it are very good, like we've mentioned on Camino. Oh, very good. Obi Wan's good. It's really Ewan yeah, McGregor. It's great. Ewan McGregor is a plus on every single prequel film. Absolutely. Ewan McGregor is is phenomenal in every film. He acts good. He does the accent spot on. Um, a lot of people like uh, forget that he's Scottish. He's not English, and he he nails. Like he he sounds like not only does he sound English like really English he nails a young Obi Wan. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like he he's he his own version of Alec Guinness and it, and he and he makes it into a younger character. And Obi Wan in Attack of the Clones, Obi Wan in The Phantom Menace, and especially in Revenge of the Sith is phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, you can you can see how he would transition. 30 odd years 20, 20 30 years later into the Alec Guinness iteration that we know yes you can see little bits of him in there he definitely brings his own spin to it which is exactly what you say which is how it he should is, be too yeah you should yeah, he is one of the best moments of all three films going he's one of the threads that holds them all together but yes in terms of the I've just said what my second favourite prequel film is three years after Attack of the Clones so we're talking 2005 13 years ago what was at the time the last ever Star Wars movie 2005 Revenge of the Sith was released Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise It's over Anakin I have the high ground <coughs> Jedi scum Luke The oppression of the Sith will never return You have lost Only a Sith deals in absolutes Into exile I must go. Failed, I have. You were the chosen one! Annie, I'm pregnant. Hello there. I do not fear the dark side as you do. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Destroy the Sith. We must. At last, the Jedi are no more. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Do it. My brother Anakin, I loved you. Twisted by the dark side, young Skywalker has become. I am the Senate. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Execute Order 66. Henceforth. You shall be known as Darth V. 
Vader. Oh man. The final yes. movie. The link to the wow. original trilogy. I can't, I, I can't believe how long ago that seems. Um, wow. Revenge of the Sith. This was the first Star Wars film where I was a little bit older. I was a bit more aware of who I was as a person. I was a bit more aware of the whole story, the story as a whole. Like I told you earlier that um, my brother was like, oh, yeah, that's the, the Phantom Menace is the Emperor and the Emperor is the, is the Chancellor. Oh, you know, I was mind blown. And I was thinking, wow, this story is about to get good. And I remember I went to the cinema to see a film with my dad. Right, I don't even know what the film was. Um, and I remember seeing... The trailer. That's the only place Revenge you could see Sith. it back then. It's a cinema. Okay. That is, exactly. Yeah, that's the only place you could see it. And I remember coming home from the cinema, and all I had in my head was <laughs> nothing to do with the film we'd seen. It's that trailer. And seeing specifically Anakin, they do it like slow mo. I think it's like more slow in the in the uh, trailer that was in the cinemas, or maybe it's just like my memory. I'm making it so but there's a moment in that where he just like slowly turns around and I just see those like yellow Sith eyes and thinking no that is because you know it's going to happen you you know Anakin is Darth Vader but you see this dark serious Anakin and the build up to that was incredible I remember going to see it I think I saw it three times I saw it with my dad um, and my brother, I saw it with my friends and I saw it with my friends again. And I, I, I just remember, I think like Star Wars Battlefront 2 yes. came out on the PlayStation at the same time. The original Star Wars Battlefront 2, not, not the 2017 one, um, <laughs> obviously. But um, I, I remember there was like, it was during that sort of time I discovered that Dark Horse were making Star Wars comics and stuff. And it was like such a good time to be a geek into Star Wars. It was, it was phenomenal. And, and I really feel like, you know, I wasn't too old to not like to still not play with the toys. So I got all the action figures and stuff. And I would be like, again, with my friends down the park or in the field, we'd be recreating that Obi-Wan Anakin scene over, over and over again. We'd be recreating like the Kashyyyk yep. beach scene, like the D-Day landing scene over and over again. Like this film, like I, th- I think this film probably did the most for me as a young Star Wars fan, with without a doubt, without a doubt. It was it was so much fun. Like I would even in, in weekdays, I'd get up early for school, like maybe ten or fifteen minutes early, and my mum, I'd get like in the shower and stuff, wash like super quick, sort everything out, get dressed. I'd turn on my PlayStation Two. Revenge of the Sith, my DVD copy of Revenge of the Sith was already in there, and I'd like rewatch certain scenes. Just to get, just so you could reenact that later on the playground. (laughs) There we go. There we go. That's, that's how much I loved Revenge of the Sith. And to this day, I think Revenge of the Sith did an awful lot for the prequel trilogy as well, because had that, had the, had it completely bombed hard, well, the Lord knows what we'd have ended up with. I agree, this is my favourite of the, of the three films. There's so much to fit in, yet oh. somehow they managed to fit it all in uh, well. 
there's some fantastic again it's one of those it's, there's so many yep. defining moments of the entire saga in this one film my extravagant missus she didn't realise that Anakin became Darth Vader so when we, when we watched that scene she, she oh. hold on that, he's Darth Vader I was like yep so she had what that was to reveal for her so that was quite fun to see yeah let's just, let's just jump straight into the best moment because there's so many I could list off so many the opening scene with uh, so the Battle many. of Coruscant with Obi-Wan and Anakin as they swoop down into the battle that's the then there's the opera house scene with um, oh, yeah, Palpatine Plagueis. talking to Anakin and, and just name drops oh, Plagueis man. he's so brilliant Plagueis. in that scene dude like honestly Ian McDermott yeah, is, yeah. It, is that how you pronounce his name it's Ian McDermott right he is so good. He hams it up three. so much. He is. is. He's having such a blast. He is so good. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell because he's That's right, he's yeah. a proper like Shakespearean actor, isn't he? Um, and man, he is so good in this. He makes such a good villain. My favourite bits. I mean, where do you start? Like again, this it, it, like every single film and every single Star Wars film, there are faults in this. But honestly, when you tell me Re- Revenge of the Sith. I have so many like happy memories and good memories of that film. Um, I love General Grievous. I love Cam Dooku and Anakin's um, battle at the start. Anakin just owns him. Anakin's just like, and he he behates him, which is pretty dark as well. He's just, oh yeah, out of nowhere, boom, Cam Dooku. Like, and this is a dude before again for the lead up to Revenge of the Sith. I remember Cartoon Network was showing the original Clone Wars series right and it was done by the same dudes who did another cartoon uh called samurai jack right they made they made that show and then they made uh the clone wars or it was, it was actually just called star wars clone wars not the clone wars but clone wars were like hyped up cam dooku general grievous and stuff so you got like a look into what was uh the state of the galaxy and stuff and you saw just like stupid things like anakin's hair got longer over the sea, over the series and stuff, yep. and he got a scar and that. It's not canon anymore, but still, it was all part of that really happy time in my life. And the, the Revenge of the Sith just didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint, and it still doesn't today. Really, it, it's so fun and good and heartbreaking and strong and emotional. Um, it's and amazing how awesome. dark it like is as well. I mean, you've got the fight on Mustafar is visually stunning and the Battle of the Heroes score is ace. And then obviously you get Anakin burnt alive and limbless, screaming. That's pretty dark. All the 66 is yep. dark. It's disturbing. Yep. All of your favourite Jedi just getting slaughtered oh. with that really sad score in the background. Dark yeah. Again, there's so much to, oh, go, it, to go on. The... The ending where baby yeah. Luke and Leia are separated and taken to Alderaan and Tatooine. Hugh McGregor, brilliant. I liked Hayden Christensen in this movie. I thought he accentuated so much. Even, Me too. I don't, this is certainly not a criticism because I think his dialogue was better, but the scenes when he's just using his face to express his emotion, he is superb. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, you say that, and I'm immediately thinking of, um, like, he... he I think he's like looking out at the Jedi Temple or something like that, and you just That's see it. like a and tear Padme's looking from the apartment, face. and they're looking across the, across the stars, yeah. across the sky. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just really good. It's just really, really, really good. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. And we see Chewbacca. Yes, the first good time. He gets introduced to the franchise, um, and yeah, good that, relationship. There's a fight with, with, with Sidious and Yoda. So good. I really liked this. Uh, fight 
Um, again, I'm not a big fan of like Yoda jumping all over the like like place like Sonic the Hedgehog or something, but. <laughs> It, 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 it's still it's still okay just because Palpatine's in it. I love Palpatine. I, and I, I at work we kind of have like a running joke where we we do Palpatine quotes all the time. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it's just it's so good. Who's got it's unlimited so- power in there? Oh my word, unlimited power. Honestly, it's it's. I have printed out pictures of the emperor <laughs> in revenge of the Sith, like doing the lightning thing and i've printed it out and typed below like unlimited power and like printed out and stuck it on walls in my office and stuff and i love it i love it it's, it's, it's so good <laughs> uh, yeah there we go you know i'm in if like random star wars memes are being sent around or something but yeah it's it's so good well, i was gonna I buy you a coffee if you started to scream unlimited power but then i realized you might annoy your new neighbors <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, might, maybe. they might think that weird guy upstairs is screaming Star Wars no, again. Oh, oh, the Star Wars kid again. He's gone <laughs> mental. No. Oh, well, we, Revenge of the Sith has got too many good moments. We have gone through, I think, the top moments. Sure. We do have to flip it around now. Some of the moments that weren't so good, for me, one of them was the Clone Wars themselves were only vaguely mentioned, even though that yeah. there's very good TV series that followed. I think you preferred Rebels, but yeah. I like the Clone Wars. That, that filled in the blanks, but the end of the Clone it Wars was exactly the st- it started right at the end of Episode Two, and then just kind of had yeah. glimpses of it in Episode Three. Yeah, yeah. I always think I'm starting to think now we've had we've had eight episodic films so far as of this recording, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to think that Star Wars actually is more to do what happens between like in between the wars between than actually Wars. The, the war. <laughs> Well, it is, yeah. I think I'm only just learning this. Yeah, I mean, there are some great war scenes in them, but, yeah, like you say, sure. there, there was, what? Well, how many, I don't know what the time gap was between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, I think it was about seven or eight years. Yeah. Uh, that might be a lie, actually, it may only be two. Somebody tell me that I'm wrong there, but they don't really mention, like, you see bits of the war, but, I mean, and the Clone Wars in between two and three, the, the TV Cartoon Network TV series, which I loved. Yeah. That filled in an awful lot, but it would have been nice to have seen it. I didn't particularly like how Padme was handled. She went from tough to kind of needy, and her exit wasn't really yeah. fitting for the character, who was so good when we first met her. And, you know, she died of a broken heart, and medically she's fine, yeah, I never but, got that. but they're losing her. There's, there's the theory that as Darth Vader's heartbeat starts, hers stops, which, if that was proven to be correct, would be cinematically, for us, genius. It would be an incredible piece of writing, but I'm not sure that's really what he was going for. Because yeah, the idea was that I, I, Pal- I Palpatine so. siphoned her life force, apparently. But if so, one needs to do that to everybody. I just don't think right. she was handled very well. No, I, I agree. I agree as well. Yeah, there's, uh, Padme was was okay in it. Like, well, like you said, more needy. It was the neediness. But, you know, I think, again, it fits in with the story. And pe- you could always argue that people change. Yeah. And as the longer you're with someone, you rely on them more and stuff. And, you know, you see some of the most powerful people, powerful women and men, when when they do find love, sometimes the love actually isn't good for them or that relationship True, yeah. isn't good for them, you know? And that reminds um, me, actually, there's that, a scene, there's the, the moment where she tells Annie that she's pregnant is fantastically well acted by Hayden Christensen, but that's obviously a moment we forgot, obviously, that that's a, the most crucial moment in all of the saga. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, yeah, that's Sorry that, to interrupt, that is though, yeah. very, very, very. No, 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 that's a really, really important. See, even as we're talking now, I just keep thinking of benefits. We didn't even mention like Obi Wan versus Anakin, but like that's that goes without saying, right? I mean, the Obi Wan versus Anakin fight at the end. It looks that is awesome. That is just out of this world. But back to the negatives. One thing. Um, we have a tradition, me and my, my friends. Um, we will watch, bef- before we go and see one of the new films, we will watch the film that's just before before it in the chronological timeline. Right? Sense, so yeah. before we went to see uh, The Force Awakens, we saw Return of the Jedi. Um, and before Rogue One, we saw Revenge of the Sith. And in, in retrospect, we probably should have, watched a new hope probably you know, but still, we didn't care. We, we, yeah we we watched um revenge of the sith and the my biggest criticism with sith like with um episode two is to cgi and the green screen mm-hmm. there is a lot and 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 nowadays you do not notice it and i feel like some of the acting would have been a lot better if the actors could um, interact with their surroundings, Absolutely. if they could see and feel their surroundings, I always think that helps. And you, you look at like the behind the scenes of, a, of clones and Sith, and it's literally just like actors standing on like blue and green stuff. It must be quite depressing. You know? And I, I get that they can't reenact. They can't, they can't go into a live volcano. So stuff like that is right. fine. But I mean, the, sure. the, the Kashyyyk sequence, I mean, none of the clone troopers were men in costumes or women in costume they're all CGI so even the Kashyyyk scene which the exterior shot was filmed in Thailand yeah the beach scene wasn't that's right yeah 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 so yeah I yeah carry on I agree with that that it, it, it blows my mind it really does blow my mind because I think what they have done so beautifully in the Disney era is they've learned from this because you know, and, and and all you need to do is you don't need to like invent some new way of filmmaking. You look back at um, the original trilogy, and you know you you have a Death Star right in in the middle of space. Um, you don't need a huge studio or anything to make you believe that you're in the middle of space. Mm-hmm. If you're in a Death Star and then you like transition to a room and it looks like the inside of the Death Star, you're not thinking, "Oh, that's a set." You know, you think your 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 mind naturally is like, yeah, I'm, we're still in the Death Star, yeah. and that's that's the th- that's my biggest criticism with the, with the prequels, um, and and actually Revenge of the Sith is that the CGI could have been toned down in favor of practical sets, um, and we still would have believed it, and it still would have been just as magical, if not more magical and believable. You know, so yeah. that's that's probably my biggest criticism. And visually, it would have linked in slightly better with the original trilogy but as a as Revenge of the Sith was the, was the final movie of the prequels that led into the OT did you think episode 3 was successful you know in tying up certain loose ends and linking oh, into episode hey. 4 yes of course of course like just the ending alone yes I mean I mean just Anakin turning into Vader it's Vader taking his first breath you know Minus the oh the really long no, <laughs> which oh, is ridiculous. That. Oh man, this and and how do you feel? This is just another negative. How do you feel that actually Jar Jar Binks is kind of one of the most important people in modern mythology? He handed over he the power, didn't he? It's the reason. Yeah, he he's the reason Palpatine got into power. I don't, and I don't even know if that was Sith or clones, but it was um, clones. 
And it was, yeah, it was, that's it. It was clones to create the clone army. That's right. But there you go. I just wanted to say that because I just remembered, but there you go. So I agree, and it bends my head slightly that that's the reason why these massive moments in the saga's history came from a, mo- a moment like that. Or, but hey, it works in a sense that they got the bumbling fool, i.e., Jar Jar, who would fall, for, yep. well, not fall, yeah, who, who would be coerced or seduced into doing it because it works into Palpatine's plans. He manipulated the tools he had. And he used the weakest one to get the the biggest uh, element of what would get him to move forward in his plan. So I guess, from that sense, it was a genius idea. But again, it was Jar Jar. Yeah. So, yeah. more Jar Jar. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. But No, no, it's not. Me and you both know it's not. <laughs> but still, all in all, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive that. Because all in all, Revenge of the Sith, it, 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 a short answer is yes. It, it was great. Um, it... it pulled all the pieces together and it completed Star Wars it was great well that's it at the time that was the final Star Wars movie so I guess the the 10 million dollar question back in 2005 was as the last movie did it go out on a high did it leave the saga in a good night good position yes yep. I, I really I really really think it did because um, I think not only did it hey the, the prequels divided um a lot of the fandom, but I'm a strong believer that the same people that said, oh, the prequels ruined this and that, like, it brought in millions upon millions of people into this story. I'm one of those people, right? I would not be out there queuing up at crazy hours at Star Wars Celebration and stuff. <laughs> he um, does. Wait see you. You know, yeah, I do, I do. I, I, I've slept on cold floor in the Excel Sun Centre in London to to get into the Rogue One panels and stuff. Um, but I wouldn't have done any of that if it wasn't for the prequels, because the prequels, whether I like it or not, are my films. Then they're they are my generation's films, and, and our generation's films. Because yeah, and and to just write them off like that, normally you have to be. You, you you must just like not like Star Wars and come on come on who don't like Star yeah, Wars yeah and there's there's plenty in, there's there is plenty in each film to like you see you hit the nail on the head earlier on when you said the story is great the execution wasn't as good as as it could or probably should have been but yeah. there is plenty in each film as we've just picked apart to kind of make you go back and think okay yeah. it may not change your view on whether you like the film but you should certainly appreciate them more. Um, what I like, yes. I mean, the big takeaway I got from the prequel trilogy is in the in the next episode when we talk about the original trilogy, we only went to a few planets. You know, we had the Hoth, Bespin, Tatooine, Endor. Yeah. The prequel trilogies took us to these exotic places, which you, they really opened the world. You went to Kamino, Naboo, Mustafar, Geonosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even in like cutscenes and stuff, there's like Order sixty six. Um, there's different planets there. Mate. It's so good. It really opened up the, world. the Star Wars universe and stuff, and the expanded universe took a lot from that and stuff. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah, it was it was fantastic for world building. There's, there's, um, there's a lot I, to take from them. I, I always think to myself, like the the, I mean, it's too late now, obviously. And who am, who am I to say this? But I do feel like. Um, the biggest problem with the prequels is that some of the best um, films and some of the best decisions in filmmaking and in like franchises and especially Star Wars 
is when a team of people come together mm-hmm. and, and get together and create, right? And I feel like with the prequels, I mean, you still have to have a leader. You still need to have like a dude who's writing it, directing it, um, and and taking the 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 lead. Um, but I I really feel like George just had a little bit too much freedom to do whatever he wanted, yeah. and 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 it, it it did it did hurt the prequels, or like in in the long run. But you know, it can't be a failure, right? It cannot be a failure. No, like because so just by the amount so of fans it's bought in. And the amount of money yeah. it bought in at the box office. Yeah, exactly. Financially, it's not a failure. The fans love it. The fans still hold it in high regard, and millions of people do. Um, people grew up with them. People still bought all the toys and played the games. And, yeah, so so all in all, I think it was magical. Yep. So, in a nutshell, which of the three was the best film? Revenge of the Sith. I, Revenge of the Sith, always. I agree, and I think you've just answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you look back fondly for the prequels? Were they a success, or are you completely against their existence? Uh, they were. <laughs> they were. They were brilliant. They were good fun. They were brilliant, and I. I met, hey, I looked through them with rose-tinted glasses, but doesn't everyone? Doesn't everyone with with everything? You're always biased to to what you like, and I like. Of course, them. I think they're get, they're getting reevaluated so. now. And I think more people are warming to them in the sense that the, I think they're realising the story was there. You can't excuse yeah. some of the CGI, some of the dialogue, or some of the plot points, but that's just that's just film in general. I totally agree. Well, so we're, we're both in agreement. So for this first episode, Revenge of the Sith is the winner um, for us. Yep. and we're also both in agreement that. The prequels aren't as bad as they're really made out to be. There are some, there are some flaws. There are some bad moments. But as we go into episode two and episode three of this podcast, we're going to pick up more flaws from the classic trilogy, the Untouchable trilogy, and also the new film. So, yeah, awesome. We're open-minded. It's been fun. Yeah, well, that's that for this first. What I watched tonight, Star Wars special. It's been great fun, and this is only the first chunk. Um, so, thank you so much for coming on today, Luke. And I can't wait for the next no episode. Worries. Yeah, me too. Can't wait. Where can the world it's find you great. online? Um, so they can find me on Instagram. Um, Matt mentioned at the start, I, I take a lot of pictures. I love my camera. So that's um, at Leaf It Out Luke. And there's uh, full stops or periods in between each words. So Leaf It Out Luke um, on Instagram. Find me on there. Uh, this man is a Jedi master behind the camera. Seriously, his photography is excellent. I am not just saying that I've told him this to his face. Do check it out. So once again, thank you all for coming on today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can catch all the episodes on the site, which is whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for the What I Watch Tonight show. Uh, the shows are also going up slowly on YouTube if you fancy some of that. Um, so if you like what you hear, share it with everybody you know. And if you don't, then move along. This is the podcast you're looking for, so don't forget to tell your grandmothers about it. But until next time, may the force <laughs> be with you, and see you.